Let's talk to Wayne Coffin about it all. He's the chief market analyst at Phoenix Financial Services. Wayne, welcome. Happy Thursday. I want to begin with, uh, well, what's been a busy week for central bankers with the RBA, the RBI, and the Bank of Canada all raising rates? Yeah, it's uh, obviously very important. It's all about central banks. And as you guys have been saying, uh, you know, what's going to happen over the next week comes down to 10 letters. PPI, CPI, FOMC, and uh, a little bit of a mixed bag with um, with the foreign central banks. Um, Canada, uh, they raised it was their sixth straight hike, and uh, there in their statement they said they are considering whether the policy rate needs to rise further. Hmm. So some interpreting that as uh, signaling a possible pause. And, uh, you know, obviously their recent data shows the economy is slowing. Australia said that they expect inflation to peak in, in uh, the December quarter. And they said they estimate their CPI to be around 3% in 2024. India was more hawkish. And they, um, they uh, said that their, the battle against inflation is not over, and um, they expect inflation to stay sticky and elevated. So uh, relative to those banks, two of them, you could say a little, uh, a little dovish. One of them, definitely India, definitely hawkish. Yeah, they said consumption moderated in the third quarter. Housing market activity continues to decline, they said. So they are seeing a little bit of a slowing ultimately. Talk to us, uh, uh, Wayne, about speaking of a slowing. I mean, we definitely have lost some of the momentum in the U.S. dollar that we had seen uh, this fall up into that 115, 114.75 handles pulled off. And this coincides with what we've been watching in rates. I just pointed out uh, as we came out of break there, we've seen the 10-year yields back down to 3.5% uh, here. So one of the things that uh, investors ought to take notice of is that all of the dialogue from a few months ago, none of it has happened. In so terms exact, of? In terms of the dollar, in terms of the price of crude oil, and in terms mm. of interest rates. Interest rates are plummeting. Crude oil has been plummeting. And the dollar, you know, when I was on uh, your show on November 8th, the dollar was a little under 110. And I pointed out the beginning of a downtrend with lower tops and bottoms. And I think that was surprising to a lot of people. Two days later, the dollar plunged. Uh, and now it's under its 200-day average. It's bounced up to it and pulled back. Uh, crude oil, I, I think everybody's shocked at uh, crude. And the last time I was on your show, I was bearish on crude. The futures on crude were in uh, on WTI were in the high 70s, and I said there was going to be big resistance. I was bearish. I said there'd be big resistance in the low to mid 80s, and it did bounce up to the 20-day average and then uh, dropped precipitously. And interest rates, if you look at the 10-year, it's absolutely plunging. And of course, now everybody is is so. Uh, it focused on interest rates. Everybody every day is watching the three-month, the two-year, and the 10-year because of the inversion. And everybody's talking about, you know, uh, the most inverted since the early 1980s. And as you pointed out, uh, Powell poo-poos the inversion a little. I think he said that you really need to see it for uh, a multi-month period three or four months before it's meaningful. But even the two-year now is trading below 
important moving averages, the 20 and the 50, and has a little head and shoulders pattern developing. And if it takes out some of the support there, even the two year is gonna to start to pull back. So we're really seeing in terms of the whole asset cycle, which starts with bonds and then goes to stocks and then commodities, we're now seeing all three asset classes in bear markets or bearish markets. But the good news is now we're seeing uh, with interest rates drop, we're seeing bonds start to move up. And I think you were mentioning the, the 20 year. And if uh, people look at the TLT, which is an ETF that is uh, based on the 20 year treasuries, it's up 19% off the bottom. The uh, corporate ETF, uh, bond ETFs are up uh, around 12%. So if we can get uh, uh, bonds back into a bull market, that's the first phase of everything getting better because it goes bonds first and they went into a bear market, then stocks. Well, now you've got commodities in the bear market. So all three asset classes in bear markets, the first one to pull out needs to be bonds. So if we can get bonds to rally and go north of that 20% level, that sets the stage for a bull market in stocks to come. Wayne, we're looking at crude right now. It's come off to 71.75 yesterday. We're back to 75 this morning, but to your point, I'm looking at the move from 97 back in the beginning of September, end of August. We we're up around 98, and then again, basically giving back, what's that? We're talking uh, uh, 20 bucks to the downside plus, but, but let me just point out here, you've got the dollar. And in fact, let's just look at them side by side here because I've got the dollar, the same period. We're talking, as you uh, mentioned, Ben, and some temper up around 115. You can see how both have declined significantly since, not what you'd expect to see. Wayne, talk to us about a couple of the other foreign currencies. I mean, it's not just rates coming off that have been uh, weighing on the U.S. dollar. You've seen uh, the British pound firm up significantly, the yen. I mean, Zero. across the board, these currencies uh, have regained composure. Yeah, the yen looks just like the dollar. Um, the uh, the um, euro and the uh, British pound uh, are, are very strong. So a lot of that has to do with um, dollar weakness. And I'm glad you put up back-to-back uh, -back or side-by-side -side mm -hmm. the dollar and uh, energy uh, or oil because a weak dollar is supposed to be good for commodities, okay? The historical relation is that they trade inversely. Commodities and the dollar are supposed to trade inversely. So with the dollar dropping at the same time oil is dropping, I think that's uh, an important thing relative to, uh, relative to oil. Um, so I think anybody who's expecting a big rise in oil in the near term is, uh, I'm not saying it can't bounce. I'd like to see it hold around these levels, but would anybody really be surprised to see oil going back to the 50s or 60s uh, where it was in the pre-COVID days? You know, what I was surprised was uh, how long it took for heating oil and some of the other energy products to break down. It seemed like it was just this week that we started taking out those September lows in diesel, for example. Yeah, you're 100% right. All of the components of energy are trading lower. They're, they're, in, they're in bear markets. Commodities right now are in bear markets. We've seen uh, lumber prices doing poorly, wheat prices, uh, you know, all the agricultural 
Um, they're not all each individually in bear markets. Some of them look nice, but even the ags, which have been very strong, and that was part of the dialogue of three and four months ago, how the war in Ukraine was pushing up agricultural products. But we're seeing commodities, uh, all the commodities are, are coming down. Some of the base metals are still doing good. And, uh, you know, as we've discussed, gold has been looking pretty good. It has that resistance at 1800. But overall, energy and, and, and energy coming down is going to help the U.S. economy. It's going to help the consumer. Uh, we're seeing, uh, you know, gasoline prices dropping very yeah. dramatically. Back to 330, 335-ish, I think it was. Basically the same period, same level they were this time last year. We just looked at corn down to 720. It's hanging out around 750 right now. But, yeah, well off those highs that we saw earlier this year, up around 1314. Wayne, always appreciate you joining us. Uh, great discussion. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us here this morning. Wayne Kaufman, Chief Market Analyst at Phoenix Financial Services.